like something these hoes are like Try whips, I know they like Twister, you told a ride Make people celebrity overnight Give you ice like Kobe, right? We sorta like Cody, right? No way we mow them, right? Make you a celebrity overnight Girl, I see you in the level bottom jeans Chinchilla on your back, I wanna know your name Girl, I'm just like to blow your brains Put you in the chameleon, no full range Still sexy with you smoke that flame Jerk like a chicken when you throw that thing She got me hotter than the oven the way that she talk Switching the figure so I'm loving the way that she walk You looking good, girl, you ought to be in pictures Listen to me, I see your career going sky high Taking you home to the crib in the shot And every time I see your thighs, I cry when I drive by Watching you should be a real Got the fellas on some Johnny Gill Steady screaming, my, 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 my Walking the carpet with the diamonds They're flicking the dog Kicking it on the couch at 106 and park I can see your beauty on the big screen I can see me freaking you with whipped cream I can see you on stage at the awards With a dress better than Jennifer's And doing big things Kick it with me, I can mow your life You look a good girl, show you right Dre told me you the prototype I can make you a celebrity, yo, why not? Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. I am your host, Brandon. We have Devin, Mike, and Old Man Wade is back. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing? Huh? What's going on? I know you can't hear when the music's playing. What's going on? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing fantastically well. It's been too long since Old Man Wade's been back on the show, so we had to get him on this week. Um... I have been lazy and I haven't recorded. What do you say? Trash. Just for a reminder for everybody. I'm trash. <laughs> yes. That's 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 kind of true too. It's yep. gonna be Dropamania. <laughs> I got two movie reviews that I haven't released, so those will be out later. Just FYI. Um, but yeah, I've been waiting to talk to my people for a long time. So before we get into the news of the week and. Talk about talk to old man Wade about what he's been up to, and before Mike talks about all the white shit he's been doing, Devin has just gotten back from Japan, so please tell us about that trip. Konnichiwa, bitch ass. Konnichiwa. Uh, I definitely did the Wu Tang shit over there. Uh, that shit was that's some shit I needed to do. Um, it was fucking fantastic. I've been all around the fucking world, and when I tell you, I saw the North Pole because we we like if you fly on the East Coast to Japan. Normally, you go up over the North Pole uh, to get that way, which most people don't even know that the Earth's fucking a circle, and that's why they don't know it. <laughs> um, it was fucking great. Um, the food is amazing. The people were great. The culture is, is everything. They're so fucking hip. They're nice. I drank a lot of sake. Um, I thought I spent way more money than I did, but guess what? Fuck that yen, because the dollar bigger. So, um... I got back home. I was like, yo, I didn't spend as much money as I thought I did because I would have bought a whole bunch of uh, Olympic shit. I got an Olympic shirt with Naruto on it with uh, Luffy the Pirate from One Piece. One Piece. Um, I got a whole bunch of Olympic pins and shit like that. I got shot glasses. Um, but yeah, it was it was a blur because I was only there. I was technically there for four days, but it was only three technically. So I left Sunday and I got back Thursday, which is like, that's four days, right? So what happened was I left Japan on Thursday. So I got to Japan on Monday and left on Thursday. That's why technically I was only there for three days, but it felt like forever in a day. Um, I need to go back just because I wanted to go to Osaka. Uh, that's where you can see Mount Fuji and stuff like that. And I want to go to Kyoto, which is the capital of Japan. Um, so I didn't go to those places, but I was just in Tokyo. I saw the Mario Kart drivers. 
drive past. That shit was everything. Um, oh, you I saw, saw what? The Mario, they have the live racing Mario Kart. So people can drive through Tokyo on a Mario Kart. You should have done that shit. Uh, it's really expensive. It's really expensive. And I was not about that life. Because it was raining. It rained too. Um, did you go see? Really did you go I went see, to a temple. Did you go see did go New see? Japan Pro Wrestling? Did you, did you get to um, a death match? Yo, I saw that shit and was like, what? Oh, you know, uh, I should have asked you to bring me a samurai sword. I've been always wanting one of those. The fuck, Michael? Michael, get the fuck. Michael, we're well, not in the goddamn show. Michael, we were going to end the show right there because, like, you literally said, I want this black man to bring back a sword. <laughs> hey, I've always forget. I'm sorry. I meant you could mail it. I mean, I didn't think you would bring it on the plane. Oh, God. <laughs> Amazon that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to get some ninja shoes, yo, like a Ninja Turtles. I'm going to get some of them shoes. Them shoes are like 30 bucks on Amazon. I'm going to get some, and it's going to be amazing. Um, I watched, like, they're called ninja shoes. This, this type of ninja shoes on, on, on Amazon, you can get them. Um, I watched Netflix um, in Japan, so it gave me all Japan stuff. So every anime that people pay for on Crunchyroll is on Netflix. And I didn't understand it, but you can follow the, you can follow this shit, like, uh, some of my like my shows that I watch, I watch Naruto. I mean, Boruto, and I watched um, Lost in Space, and I watch uh, Demon Slayer. And so you watched them with no subtitles? No subtitles. The fuck? You were just looking at pictures, essentially. But I mean, you can. I mean, I watched the show, so you know what the fuck's happening. You wanted the full experience. Like it's it's like you still know what's happening. Um, also. I've been binging Black Clover because when it stopped coming on Hulu, I thought it was like the season that stopped. But that shit is still going. It's on uh, episode 100. And I'm on episode 89, so I've been I I caught it from 50. So I've been binging that shit. It's amazing. Um, Black Clover. Everybody watch that shit. It's it's really good. So what did you um, eat? Um, I had tons of ramen, tons of ramen, tons of squid, tons of um shrimp everything is pork based over there so like it was really good but it's clean pork um mcdonald's french fries or everything because they're real potatoes because like uh, huh what am i eating here then garbage so oh. fuck you mean what you eating there that shit don't taste like no real but f- but potato <laughs> they overseas it's like a real restaurant it's like yeah, they, yeah. yo they had three levels of that shit and that shit was packed they stay open 24 hours, and that shit was packed 24 hours. Um, had a ton of sake. Sake was everywhere. Um, their um, their whiskey is smoother than our whiskey because they they also have whiskey company and sake companies been around since the 16 fucking hundreds, which is fucking ridiculous to me. Um, I got my daddy some um, some Hennessy that was made. I guess it's it's like I want to say 30 year old age cognac, so he'll like that shit. Uh, but yeah, all in all, it was great. It was a really quick trip. Uh, I went with great people, all, all flight attendant friends, and uh, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. did you ever? Did you try habusaki? Oh, uh, what? Habusaki. What the fuck is that? Um, there's a snake. It's called. Um, I think it's, it's a habu snake. I forget exactly what it's called. But they put it in this, and they put it in um, the sake, and the snake tries to escape, so it, um, it's like um, lashing out at the bottle. So it envenomates the sake. And you drink. Oh, no. 
Oh no, I ain't about that life. Um, I'm just I'm just on the squid based shit. I mean, I be with my squid and my, and like you know my octopus shit, but I, I don't be squid. fucking yeah, with. Yeah, like no, that was a little too much. That's that's scary. Like I'm that's death. What I'm a, I'm gonna look that shit up though. Whew. You yeah. know, I can tell you a bunch of stuff that you probably ate over there that could have killed you if the chef didn't prepare right. But I'm not gonna put you through that anxiety. I mean, I mean, we had, I had sushi, but I mean, whatever. They're they're good at sushi, their job. So there's a lot of sushi stuff. In, that, that's exactly it. There's a lot of stuff in sushi if they don't remove the venom pouches right. You just, right. You yeah. No die. shit, Mike. That's what they're trained to do. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I, I, I went to, to the to the sushi places where they roll the the, the roll the shit around. It's like a conveyor belt of sushi. So that was pretty cool. Over here, does it just blow, does it blow your mind or is it? You know? Oh no, it just tastes so much fresher. Like you're like, oh man, these, these ingredients, everything tastes better. That's a dream of mine. It's on the bucket list. Get real sushi. Mike, I didn't know you were a sushi guy. I love sushi. I love it. I didn't know that. Let's see, we learned something new. Okay, so Devin like- had a great trip. Uh, that's exciting. Um, old man, Way, what have you been up to? How's uh, Boston? It sucks. I hate it here, and I can't wait to leave. I <laughs> <laughs> hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I've lamented about this. I hate this fucking city. This is not the city I grew up in. This is not the place I want to be, and I can't fucking wait to move to the West Coast. I fucking hate it here. So are you moving to the West Coast? When's, when's that happening? As soon as my wife's done with school, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. We have a Five-year plan at most. Okay. I'm out of here. I, I'm done. I've had enough of the city. Um, y'all, All y'all douchebaggy uh, financial bros, as my buddy calls them, all y'all undercover faces. <laughs> I have a, a bag of unwanted dicks you guys can all suck. Wow, <laughs> wow. Um, so you're not, you're not, I mean, AB, he, he's gone already. Hired one day, fired the next day. I mean, that's crazy. Why they got to be underwater, dude? A grand open it, grand close it. Close. That's what. Yo, that's exactly what I said. I was like, damn. He had one goddamn press conference today. I mean, or an interview with his blocker, and that nigga gone today. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yo, Belichick. Yo, Belichick was like, I ain't got no more power. Yo, yo, yo. Let me tell you, I keep, the only good thing about this. Only thing good thing about like this city is like it just it's easy to get everywhere. And when I move, I'm gonna have to eventually get my license so I can start driving or whatnot. Time out. Time out. Possible calls. What? Did we just say we have to get a license? He what? lives in Boston. He don't need to drive in Boston. Wow. It's like living in New York. I mean, I still, I mean, I still know people I have to like. He said I would have to get a license. That is, that is, that is. If I moved to New York, I'm then. taking my car back to my parents' house. You know how yeah. expensive it is to drive a car in New York City or Boston? Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah, like I, I don't. I will say that, and I and I got a lot of people here that I love who are still the who like who still epitomize what I love what I loved past tense about this city. But um, after I came back from California, and like the first two experiences I had with people before I even left the airport made me realize, wow, y'all suck. So I would say this because I I do know the diaspora of the West Coast people. Um, they're douches too. They're. They're entitled. West West Coast people are entitled. LA people are. LA people are this. They are. Sorry, oh Charlie. my god. We don't mean it. Oh, I, <laughs> and look, what I'm trying to say, like I'm not talking about them, but me and Rasani was in the car like last week talking about like how entitled they are. He even said his mom is bougie, yo. And, yeah. Like it's a thing. Like it's a thing out there, though. 
Yeah, but I, I'm good, man. Like I no, Omar will do well out here. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to like straight up close on people. Like if one more <laughs> one more <laughs> if one more person pumps into me, I'm a bronze Strowman. Oh shit! <laughs> man, get these hands, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so, um, how's Bam Smack Pow going? What you been writing about? Uh, shit. Uh, oh god, I can't wait to talk to you about that. Let me pull up. <laughs> let me pull up my website. So, I read something that you wrote the other day. What did I read? Um, uh, Stephanie Beatrice as um She Hulk. Yeah, I did see that. I'm all for it. I saw that. Um, I did another one. I do it uh, every other week. I do a throwback Thursday on um, movies and TV shows from the comic book era, whether they hold up or not. Um, I did one about how the MCU should need Spider-Man to introduce Norman Osborn. And one that I'm really proud of is I picked um, nine Marvel Comics characters that'd be her- perfect for like the horror genre. Yes, yes, that was what I read. Yes, I did read that one. So yeah, but and also. Don't hold up before we go to that. The Norman Osborn thing. You fucking love Norman Osborn. Oh yeah. You I are a huge Norman Osborn Mark. Doesn't Sony have his rights though? Yeah, they do. Why are you why do you think Norman Osborn is one of the best uh Marvel villains? Because he, he actually has he's everything that you want from a villain. He's cold hearted. He's he's actually gene he's actually a genius. He's actually a really good leader when he's not, you know, all goblin up. He's like everything. Like he's funny. He's ruthless, and like every, when he wants to be calculating, it's really good. But this is also new Norman Osborn post um, uh, Warren Ellis basically recreating him from the Thunderbolts. This is when I really fell in love with Norman Osborn and everything that he does. Before then, he was just you know was, I'm not gonna say it because he was really in the Marvel Knights um, Spider-Man thing, but like but oh. So he's more than just the Green Goblin. Yeah, and he, his relationship with Peter is very, it's very interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. It's something that has, like, evolved over time because at times they're enemies, but they're not enemies, you know? It's like, it's this weird thing um, with Norman. And they're, they kind of alluded to Norman. A couple times in those Spider-Man movies, I think, with uh, some of the scenes they shot in the city. But uh, now I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> I actually right. do think I also do think Peter will be back because they don't have to actually make a deal until like next year when they start production for the next Spider-Man movie. So they basically have a whole year to bullshit and negotiate in the media and all that stuff. And I don't think I think both of them are going to want to get the deal done at the end. I, I agree. I think this is both of them playing chicken, and eventually they're going to realize there's more money to be made together than there is separate. Some it, poor financial analyst at Sony's having a rough couple of uh, months. Well, yeah. Well, Sony. Here's the thing with Sony. Sony's thing is that we can put out. Sony's thing is short. Short, short term. Sony is 100 percent correct. I mean, their <laughs> idea short term is we can put out a Spider-Man and Venom movie, and even if it's shit. Everyone's going to go see it, and they're 100% correct. That movie will make a billion dollars, Yep. even That's if awesome. it's shitty, because people... That Venom movie made $800 million. You're telling me Spider-Man and Venom's not going to make a billion? I'm sorry, yeah, that movie made what? $800 million. That movie was trash. How did it make $800 million? That movie sucked. Yeah, that movie, I'm saying that. it made $800 million. 
So if you tell me they're going to make a Spider-Man and Venom movie, people are going to go see that. It's going to make a bunch of money. Here's the problem. It's the law of diminishing returns. It's the X-Men theory. Eventually, if you keep making shit movies, people are going to be like, that moves, those movies are shit. Look what happened to Justice League, right? Justice League, I mean, BVS was land-based. That made $890 million. People went and saw it, but didn't like it. They didn't like Suicide Squad. And some people didn't like Man of Steel. And so when by the time they saw Wonder Woman, thought it was an outlier, and then when Justice League came back around with, with all those characters, it didn't make that much money because those other movies had an effect on it. So hopefully this Venom 2 movie, they actually care about it and it's good. <laughs> uh, but we will see. But, you know, in the short term, they're like, we can put out this Spider-Man Venom movie and make a bunch of money. But long term, Marvel will be just fine without them. Honestly, yep. like they're. You know, I heard Apple's thinking about buying Sony anyway. In which case, none of this matters. It still matters. No, because if Apple buys Sony, uh, automatically the rights go back to Marvel Studios. Oh yeah. Okay. So if, uh, if anyone thickens. buys Sony, it doesn't need to be Disney. I don't. Disney doesn't need to buy Sony like everyone wants. It just Sony's needs to be film somebody. studio did well last year though. So I don't know. Who did, I don't know. Who did well last year? Sony's film studio. They did well last year. So, oh, that was a joke. My bad. Oh, <laughs> see, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the inflection so we can tell over Skype because of the delay. Um. All right. So, go check out Bam Smack Pal and look up Mark Lynch and go Google, Google the Old Man Wade Show. We're on like six platforms and working on the seventh and eighth one. Yeah, well, we were gonna get to that too, but yeah, definitely. You should, well, you should already been subscribing to. He's only been on here like a million times, and we do a podcast together. So, if yep. you listen to this show and you don't fucking subscribe to that show, fuck you. Um, <laughs> then also, uh, so we're not gonna talk about this in depth on here, but uh, old man Wade and I are gonna do an episode next month on the Powers of Ten and House of X series. I'm reading them. I'm, You're reading I'm them, in, Mike. I have all of them. I Actually, didn't know you were reading them. So, so I haven't. I have them, and I haven't read them yet because I know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to want to see what happens next. So I have all of them in my room, and I'm waiting for. I have what is it? They're up to six of eight right now of each. No, it's uh five or six for House of X. Fifth yeah. Uh, yeah, episode. I, have, I mean, I issue five came out this week. I'm ready. I'm I'm waiting to read it until the. I might just do it now because I don't really want to wait anymore because I've avoided spoilers. Let so me tell you, issue five yet. of but, House of X changes everything. Okay, I know. I saw the articles about it, but I don't want you to tell me what happens because I've been waiting, and by the time okay. you do this episode, I'm gonna be, be ready. But I'm I'm totally in because I have them. I I oh by the way, those are cool valuable books. I bought a few extras if anyone wants any of them. The first yes, one. send them to me because. My comic book store is all sold out. Listen, and also, if anyone wants anything signed in New York, uh, let me know because I'm going literally three weeks from now. So I have been telling you guys since we started the show that Jonathan Hickman is my favorite comic book writer because he is a world builder. He writes stuff and he seeds things, and then he will go. He'll just put like this little thing in, and you'll think it's this insignificant thing. Or he'll talk about it for one panel, and then. 10 issues later or 15 issues later or 20 issues later he revisits that and it's like this whole thing mattered this entire time and you can if you read these books you can see these things that he's seeding and you know they're going to get revisited 
and up and things that's coming up. Go ahead, old man. Wait. Old man, wait. I think we had this conversation on um our other podcast, and I really I I agree with you 100. One of the things that I always say that like his world building thing, the perfect example of that was Secret Wars. He literally built a completely different world. And one of the things I appreciate appreciate about certain writers is when there are no wasted moments, no wasted dialogue, and no even wasted like like panels. And everything that happens, you're like, oh, this all comes back into play in like the very end. It's something as simple as um, Miles Morales giving Molecule Man a cheeseburger gave him like this, like something that was so small, but it worked into him ending up being the end in the um, six one six room. And like that's how good he is. I was like, well, shit. And it, I've learned to appreciate his writing a lot more. And stuff that I didn't like, I went back and like gave it a real like read, and it was incredible. How he wrote Fantastic Four in two thousand and ten, and basically called his shot for Secret Wars. Everything that happened in that Hickman Fantastic Four run led to New Avengers and Adventures, and everything dies, which led into Secret War. Like he basically completely destroyed and rebuilt the Marvel Universe himself almost exclusively yeah. <laughs> and it's incredible if you go back and read all those things so if you're not reading that you must read House of X and Powers of 10 because it is, is fantastic huh is that what it is Powers of 10 yes yeah, Powers of 10 because of um, this is not a spoiler for Mike but because you know how they do Present time, then a hundred years from now, then a thousand years uh-huh. from now. Powers of ten. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I haven't picked up uh, Wednesdays, but like I was, I'm actually disappointed. Now, but the good thing about it is, um, like Mike, I'm gonna be able to read them all next when I get paid next week. I'll buy this week's and next week's and read them all. Oh, Friday. you haven't read House of X Five yet? No. I oh, I'm gonna text you. I cannot wait till you read that so I can text you. Wait till you read that shit. Oh, my God. The whole fucking shit changes. I can't wait. Okay. Let me tell you, issue with last week's issue, with everything, I was like, duh. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, with your boy. It, with your boy, Nathaniel Essex. Yeah. I was. You see the thing I posted. I was yeah, in tears laughing at that. <laughs> uh, or even just like, and it's funny because even though I didn't like that issue, I understood how important it was. And when you read House of X5, when you read House of X5, you're going to be like, yo, everything that happened in there, I I see now. Wait till you read that shit. So, yeah, that's what I'm reading. So, uh, what else are I reading in comic books? Um, Immortal Hulk is fucking fantastic. That Uh, deserves an Eisner. uh, Best book that's come out in decades. I've I've been touting it since the beginning. I've been trying to tell Mike and Devin to read it. It's so good. It's it's he's not he's not exaggerated. It is legit. I've heard really 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 good things. Well, let me tell you, I don't. I, I rarely put my stamp on things and like it. Like this is this isn't like me joking. Immortal Hulk was. It's groundbreaking. It redefines the Hulk. It redefines Bruce Banner. It redefines everything about him. And, but it also kind of lets you understand like who he's been since the beginning of time and like why. So like why his personality uh, changed. Um, okay, it's it changed everything about Gamma in general. It's like I was shocked at how enjoyed this. It also addresses all the different Hulks that we've mm-hmm. seen in the past. So Professor Hulk, Gray Hulk, 
Joe dumb, it. Yeah, a dumb hawk, smart like for all them hawk, all the different hawks. It it goes back and like explains those, addresses those, why those <clears> things <throat> existed. It's just, and then it has like social commentary that's fantastic. Oh man, um, oh. it's a scene. There's a I'm not. It's not spoiler, but there's um basically a reporter. Hey, that's um, covering. That's basically had broke the story on Bruce Banner still being alive is this black woman, and so they sent her to go find the Hulk, and she ends up meeting up with the Hulk and going to hell with him. And so they're walking around hell, oh. and she's like, "He's like, what do you want to know?" He's the Hulk, and he, she's like, uh, "I'm just like, I want to know how I can be angry, like get the privilege to be angry like you." And Hulk's like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" And she's like. You get to destroy shit, kill people, destroy fucking cities, be angry all the time, and then your friends come back and they get to send you to this nice palatial planet where you can be live comfortably. Then you come back and destroy shit and they still let you back on the Avengers. You're seen as a hero. You're not in jail. You get the privilege of being angry. I want that privilege. I can't be angry. When I get angry, like Damn. it's like it's real it's so good. That's uh, good. And then they start talking about like the environment. And later issues, like it's it's got everything. It's got comic book shit. It's got social commentary. It's got groundbreaking storytelling. It it takes to account the history of the Hulk, so it doesn't ignore past writers. It's just fantastic. Like I cannot speak highly enough about yeah, the Hulk. I think what you said is also important too, is that it didn't take away from what the previous writers have done. And for any for all of us here who even read comic books or watch movies. Or even television shows, you can tell when someone takes over, takes over a project, and it's like you guys didn't take into consideration anything that happened previously. But with the Samora, right. it's like they're combining everything. And I love the fact that they um brought that um that she the reporter brought up the um the idea of like you got mad because Tony Stark and then tried to give you a, a more peaceful place. I and like you know what I mean. And the idea of like they bring back like how they gave they gave him a statue of a parade. After he goes on a rampage, I loved all that because this is stuff that happened in like the, what the eighties and nineties and seventies. So it's cool that someone, who, like a student of the game, someone who would actually like really go in there and tell a really proper Hulk story by keeping all the stuff in the past relevant and I'm bringing it back up, but also telling a completely new story. And then like, and they haven't really gotten into what's going on with um, Betty Ross either. And that's oh just, yes, that's it. Yes. And by the way. This book is creepy as fuck. Like, it's legit yeah. horror. So, it's that <laughs> Marvel has something. Let me tell you. If Marvel isn't working on a, um, a Hulk horror story right now, they're out of their fucking minds. Especially, like, Mark Ruffalo playing, like, a scared, like, Hulk, who, a scared Bruce Banner who... Like, picture Mark Ruffalo going, I'm sorry, but it's the nighttime now. In the night's his time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. It's the best. <laughs> And then before we get into um, Mike's time, um, old man, wait, you want to talk about uh, Naomi for the people? Um, Naomi, six issues in, so now is a perfect time to really get into that. Um, it's a story about, I don't really, it's funny because you can't really say too much about it without right. really spoiling it. But um, it's one of, if not the first, no, it's one of the first uh, black female characters to lead her own like comic book series i think uh in dc comics excuse me vixen mm-hmm. had vixen had her own series right mm-hmm. she had her own series at one point a mini series i believe oh yeah so she has an ongoing series and mm-hmm. i was on 
And every issue, you learn a little bit more about Naomi and her past and her parents and everything like she's from, why she feels the way she feels. And then you get this really epic conclusion to see who she really is. And like, um, it kind of combines everything you read in the pre previous five issues into one, one issue. And thankfully, they, they did something I thought was kind of cool is that they gave everyone a break after six issues. And so it looks like they're going to go back, take the time to like, re like figure out what they're going to do next, and then probably start it again next year. And even if you don't like the story, the artwork is worth the price. It's worth the price. Oh, of fantastic. Devin, you would love Naomi, though. Like, you, you, would, would, you would fucking love it, not I, you. Okay. Okay. Naomi, I still, I still gotta get it. I it's basically like it, it starts off about this black girl lives in this town where nothing ever happens. So like they don't have. You talk, Brandon. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. Though. yeah, we talk about this all the time. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> read. Superman flies through and destructive, and, and she's important. But you, you learn <laughs> to find out why she's important in the fifth issue. But the one thing I do love about it is, and I, like I say about the art, is not every artist can draw that many characters and have all of them have their individual style look and everything. And it's like, every, there was one panel where a bunch of them are in the um, in the woods, like, you know, just being teenagers. And there's like a long line of like teenagers and each one of them had a different face, a different size, a different style of clothes. They were moving different. It wasn't like someone like um, David Finch or Greg Land where everyone looks exactly the same. It's, it's phenomenal. Oh, fucking Greg Land. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, God. He's the worst. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Old Man Wade and I are going to be doing two shows coming up we talked about. So, we're going to do one show on the monsters of comic books, like Dracula, Man-Thing, things like that. And then next month in October, we're going to do our, when the Hickman, when Powers of Ten and House of X are done, we're going to recap all those issues. And talk make, about that saga. We say, I'm gonna make sure Hobby's here for that too. Yes, absolutely. Because, like I said, if you're not reading that, go dip, get them digitally. Or if you live by, your, uh, if you live near a comic book store and they have them, go get those. Because if you are an X Men person, Jonathan Hickman is redefining, but also not redefining the X Men. It's weird, but read it and you'll see what I'm talking about. They're bringing them into a whole new era, and I know there's this whole thing when they're talking about like, the year of the X-Men, which they do fairly often, but the new, the new um, story arcs they have coming up, they look intriguing. Like, Kitty Pride is going to be leading another team of X-Men, and she's not even being called Wow, Kitty. okay. And she's going to be called Kate Pride now, because she's, like, she's grown up while she's still being called Kitty. But she's not even the X-Men, she's going by the Marauders, which is like, you know, the outlaw, like, which was on the, the Sinister Group. And so she's going to be running that team with Emma Frost, and there's no clue how that's going to work. Uh, yeah, Betsy, that's going to be, oh, wow. Betsy Braddock is going to be the new um, Captain Britain, and they're bringing back Excalibur. Um, there's a team okay. with um, Quanon, uh, X-23, and the Young Cable doing something. Uh, there's, there's a whole group of, like, the whole thing they're doing now with the X-Men coming up, and I, I'm like that they're actually... They're keeping them a family, but they're also making sure that this isn't something that's repetitive and like not the same thing. Like, because we've seen it a million times. It's like, oh, Wolverine's on every team, and Cyclops a douchebag, and blah 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 blah. It was like, nah. We're, it seems like over the last couple of years, they've made it a point to make the X Men grow as people and as characters. And it's about time that like they really acknowledge how great Kitty Pride is since um, 
Josh Whedon's run of Astonishing X-Men. Oh, gosh. I want to do a show on that so bad, on the Astonishing X-Men run, because it's so great. It's so great. I did like Astonishing I like that. That's one of my favorite, uh, I guess, what what do you, like, is it era of X-Men? The Astonishing X-Men is really good. Yeah, what am I, and like, <laughs> they made Colossus funny. And, like, my fa- one of my favorite moments was um, Agent Brand goes, Colossus, you know nothing about destroying Break World. And he goes, no, I've been you know, I'm planning to destroy Break World since I was a child. And everyone looks at him all weird. And he goes, this is why I don't make jokes. I never know when it's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Jumping into the- these topics. Let's do it. Let's well, do no, it. One more thing before we get into the topics. Mike, tell us uh, some white shit you're up to this week. Jesus Christ. Uh- I was waiting for this question, and I've come prepared. I, uh, I don't know what, what's the opposite of, of white shit without, you know, I guess. Uh, More Lebanese things. But not even. <laughs> I started teaching. I had my first class yesterday with the uh, the uh, decoding STEM class, and you'll all be saw. Brandon knows. I think Devin knows. But I used to, when I was in college, I used to teach at the underprivileged schools in D.C., STEM, like coding, math and stuff. Uh, oh, wow. I haven't done it in a few years, but I, I've kept in touch with the uh, with the guy uh, who runs it, and uh, I'm gonna do I'm doing one again. This is every Thursday, and, and and this is the first time in my class that I've had at ten kids. They're all like fifth and sixth graders. It's the first time that every single one of them has come of their own will, not because their parents told them. And even when their parents tell them to come, I still um I'm still able to get through to them a lot of the time because I don't think they really know. Like how fun it can be. But the other thing is, this is also the first time I have had I have two uh, girls from Women Who Code who took a, a kids class. Oh, These are young kids, and I have two. Um, there's a there's a black girl code. I don't. It's called Black Girls Who Code or yeah, Black they, Girls they, Code. It's a big yeah, national thing. Two yeah. of them, and the girls are actually uh, all the guys in the class are all um, new, and the girls are not in there. Like. We're gonna be better, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be fun. Like, <laughs> and there, there's a so it's, it's a good group of kids. Um, so I did that again. So that's uh, that's, so that's awesome. one thing. Uh, uh, I've started. I've re my my grandfather before he died was teaching me Arabic, Lebanese dialect. Um, and then he died. I got far. Uh, I can understand when my dad was trying to say something to the rest of the family that he didn't want us to know, and then I would go to my my younger sisters. I'd be like, "This is what he said," and but uh, I remember I speaking. If I to speak back, uh, it, it's funny because oftentimes, like my Lebanese relatives will speak to me in Arabic, and I'll like respond in English. Because if I try to respond in Lebanese, it's like uh, it's just slow and broken and uh, not good. So I decided. After watching Aladdin, for some reason, this opened up something inside of me. I don't know why. It's a little bit weird, I guess. But uh, I decided I was just going to finish it. So I'm I'm doing writing right now. And uh, I've gotten through the alphabet section. Uh, it's pretty hard. but And then I'm about to do the speaking portion next week. So I'm doing that. Um, those are the two non-white things. That's so you're not doing any white shit. You're just doing dope shit this week. Why well, I'm doing I'm doing some white stuff this weekend, but most of it is is is, is, uh, is dope shit. Uh, but so, this yeah, weekend you're good, going camping at a cold ass lake. Yes, to teach people how to dive. Oh, Mike, did you see? Uh, I saw this article. Um, I think it was an article, and it was about these two black women 
Let me see. About to tell you. It has something to do with diving. It was um let me see what I thought. Oh. Uh these two black women uh are diving. They dove and searched a slave shipwreck and discovered stuff about their ancestors. That's really? Yeah. That's awesome. Where? I'm guessing coastal Carolinas ish or uh, maybe Let me see. It was uh the Slave Wreck Project is an international network research and institution hosted by the National Museum of African American History. There's like a video of it on YouTube. On YouTube, See, like I National Geographic is doing it. I told you it wasn't a white people thing or an all white people thing. It uh, actually started in the islands. I believed you. I believed you. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Diving became popular in the uh, in the island nation. Now Black people don't have the disposable income to, to start doing diving. We don't have, well, we don't down have there, down like so. I've been to a lot of those islands down there. Some of those islands, it's all you do, like so. It's not even disposable. also it's just your life, Mike. Did you hear about that lake in Chicago where people keep diving and dying? The fuck? Oh, uh, refresh my memory. I heard something about this, and I was, I remember being able to determine why that was happening. I think it's in Chicago. The fuck? Hold up, where's it at? Uh, oh, it's called Lake Lanier. Why are people Lanier. dying? What does it say? I it's in I remember Georgia. That's where uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, lost a hundred, uh, $300,000 diamond ring in that lake. So if you haven't heard of Lake Lanier yet, chances are you will this summer. From seemingly constant reports of missing people at the popular Georgia getaway to rumors of his haunted past, the lake is one of the area's summer destinations in the United States. Um, since 1994, there have been over 160 deaths at this lake. 160. This year, two boaters went missing after a boat crash. The body of one boater, 59 years old, was recovered, but the second body has not been found. Two adult men, May 29th, two adult men drowned in Lake Lanier the weekend of May 29th. The deaths were unrelated. Uh, June 30th, a 28-year-old man died after jumping in the lake to save a distressed friend. July, someone else died diving in the lake. Yeah, not going there. So, so a bunch of people are dying in this lake, Mike. What do you know about this, Lake Lanier? Nine people Uh, have died this year. No, bullshit. Maybe maybe I should go, uh, maybe I should go scuba diving. It's a crap. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Something might be haunted about this damn lake. If I did it, I would. Uh, I wouldn't go in my conventional equipment. I would have to get trained to use a breather. What's that? And then I would. Means I wouldn't if uh, it's uh, recycled. So a lot of scuba deaths are involved with people who are improperly using rebreathers. Uh, rebreather is what the seals use, the Navy seals, to do covert missions. There's no bubbles, but that's not the main benefit. The main benefit is you could be down there for hours because it you breathe into it, your air goes into a tube into a tube on the right, into a tank in the back where three chemicals mix it around and then recirculate it into the tank on your left and a tube on your left and back into your mouth. It re it rebreathes your air that you're breathing. So the so, deepest part of Lake Lanier is 160 feet. Yeah, so in a rebreather or something. So I would be scared to go in there with the tank because I'm assuming the visibility is awful and there's probably stuff in the water that's messing with people. So uh, if it's I in Georgia. What the hell is in the water? 
The alligators? I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't fuck with alligators. <laughs> If there's alligators somewhere, so Mike, I'd rather but if you went there, Mike, if you went there and dove, it's possible that you could find that three hundred thousand dollar diamond earring. That is, also, and I would also go with like five or six other very advanced divers, for sure. I wouldn't All do right. this alone. All right, so that's what Mike is up to. I actually, I read a, uh, I read a story of a, and this is, I think this happened in like either two thousand six or twenty sixteen, but it was a, this Nigerian guy was in a was working on a boat. And the boat, like, capsized off of Africa, off the West Coast, a couple hundred miles off. And it, it sank and flipped upside down. Everyone on the crew died except for him. And no one knew that he, he survived underwater for three days. Because when the boat flipped upside down, there were pockets of air. And what he would do is he would be in one pot, he would be in one room. And then, obviously, after some amount of time, you're going to run out of air. So he would, in the dark, he would swim underwater until he could find another a room and just see how long he could survive. And then the company that lost the ship hired a team of a salvage team to get the bodies. And his hand was like in the water. He had to like, he like built a structure to get out of the water because he was like suffering from hypothermia. And then I guess one of the divers who was down to rescue him, uh, or not rescue, they didn't know he was there, who was on the salvage team, like saw a hand in the water. And imagine how terrified this must have been. And he like thought it was a dead body and he grabbed the hand and the guy, he grabbed back. And they saved him. And it was a very difficult operation because he had so much nitrogen in his body that he can't ascend quickly. So he had to, they had to lower like a diving bell and he got in the bell and then he brought him up. And then he got it. He had to sit in a hyperbaric chamber for two and a half days so that the nitrogen could safely exit his body without causing him any, any harm or pain. But it was, uh, he was down a hundred feet. Uh, yeah. And I, you know, we just learned some real nerdy shit that's Super cool, but shit. that shit was crazy. That's why I won't be going down. I was amazed. Three days. No, he wasn't a diver. The diver saved him. He was, like, working on a cargo ship. The ship sank after it was capsized. Yeah. <laughs> These drops, bro. These drops. Uh, it's drop mania. I have one of those. I just haven't had anything new. Use it. I really wish I had a sound clip of uh, when we were talking about Norman Osborne of when he was, like, uh, when someone, one of you said that he was a, uh, has a relationship with Peter, I would have played the part where he's like, like a son to me. I've been like a father to you. Be a son to me now. Also, J.J. Abrams is doing a Spider-Man book now, which uh, I'm interested in it. I don't know how good yeah, gonna, this is going to be. I, re- um, I heard something on, um, I'm not sure if it was CBR or uh, comicbook.com, but someone was, um, they were talking about it and apparently everyone hates it. I guess I'll read I'll check it out and see alright let's get into these news stories um, Smallville's Tom Welling is returning as Superman for Crisis on Infinite Earths yep. are you excited about that Mike yeah um, I mean, the Tom Welling thing is, is good news I'm mostly excited about Kevin Conroy being Batman Batman like Beyond action. what you going to He's going to be the voice. Okay, he's going to be the voice. He's being Batman what? Beyond. Oh, he's talking live action? Yes, on the CW shows this week here. Crisis on Infinite Earths. He's oh, old, though. That guy's like 67 years old. Who's old? He should have been Dark Knight Returns, Batman. Kevin Conway. He's no, old. he's going to be Bruce from Batman Beyond, who's old as fuck. Oh, I thought he was. Oh, okay, thank you. Beyond. No, he's going to be Bruce from the Batman Beyond world. Well, that's fantastic, then. He fits perfectly. 
So, all right. So, Tom, well, I never watched Smallville. Did you watch Smallville, Old Man Wait? Nah, but um, I know a, a few. I know a few parts of the show. Like one of the things I loved is um, I guess uh, the dude from, uh, who played Clark Kent and uh, there was a guy who was supposed to be a Flash. They got into a race, and he keep keeping up with them. The Flash starts running backwards, looks at him, and goes bye bye, and he speeds off. But um, my best friend like swears by that show. He says it's amazing. I heard a lot. My dad watched it. It was good. It was good. I've never seen it, and I probably won't ever see it. Ten seasons. Me either. Mm-hmm. Not doing that. Just like that's why I can't watch uh, Supernatural. Fucking like, like it's like what Not- episode twenty? I mean, uh, season twenty of of uh, Supernatural. Season Not doing it. Fifteen is the last season. Oh, and th- and they're still making new shows, so I, I can't do it. No, let me tell you, but it's over. So you gotta watch. I heard Supernatural had some ups and downs, but when it's good, it's really good. I heard it's been on for too long. <laughs> um, Devin, are you interested? Uh, there's a new Game of Thrones prequel that just got greenlit, separate from the one that we talked about previous on the show. And this one is going to be following Aegon's Conquest. I'm all about that. When they uh, basically... He, when they established King's Landing and they he conquered he conquered all the realms and made the, the seven kingdoms or whatever, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So are you? You're interested in it? You're excited about that? Yeah, I want to see if we can get Dawn and actually get Dawn on TV. You know, more than more than three times. So old man Wade <laughs> did not watch Game of Thrones. Would you be? Would you participate in this prequel? Nope. <laughs> And Mike didn't watch Game of Thrones. That's why Heather hasn't been back on our show. So, it's his I'm fault. Actually, yeah, I'm about to just bypass that and uh, just tell her she won because she definitely didn't watch Rick and Morty either. Though. You don't know that. I, I'm willing to put a bet on it. I'm going to contact her on Monday. How about that? All right, so yeah, we'll <laughs> find out. That would be great. And I'm going to say, look, Heather, um, I was going to do it, but then everyone said it was bad, and I'm sure they were wrong, but... No, people didn't like the season the way it ended. Yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Sean Bean uh, said <laughs> he's no longer he's turning down roles if his character dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's so damn funny. That is so funny. <laughs> he's fed that, up. Hold on. So that was, hold on. Who is Sean Bean? Who, who do you play? Ned. Ned. I'm about to say like, yo, yeah. real shit. You know, I'm going to bet money that he's saying that because the next movie is in. They're going to be like, oh, he's going to stay alive. And he dies. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Bro, they had every they had every poster, billboard, everything with his face on it. Episode <laughs> 2, you done? Like, oh. oh that's got to hurt, that's though. That's tough, bro. Did he die in um, Lord of the Rings, too? Yes. He did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, okay, so I, just so people who know, season two of Titans has actually started. <laughs> and I haven't watched the stupid shit. I have. And then I see this article that says, Titans confirms Robin was a killer when working with Batman. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. I, I gotta, <clears throat> so Brandon, how do you feel about that? Yeah, fuck Titans. <laughs> Fuck this show. They never said he killed anybody. They, the article came out today. I saw it. Yo, get, yo, get, wait, yo, wait, yo, wait, it, it says the. Right? I didn't watch what's it. mad on? 
Bruh, the- okay, first of all, we saw him kill people last season when he blew up the fucking metal facility with hundreds of people inside. <laughs> Sorry, what now? So they were what in like a, a mental health, like a, a old school crazy house. They had a bunch of people oh, working yeah. in it. And fucking, they, set, they turned on all these gas pipes when they were escaping. And Starfire was walking out, and she was like, what do you want me to do? And Robin says, blow this fucking place up. And so she burns the fucking gas pipe, and the whole fucking shit blows up with all these people inside. Still in it. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I can't wait to watch this show. (laughs) Oh, my God. So let me see what this says. Okay, so it says... Jason Todd is even worse than than Dick. DC like- Universe Titan series depicts a much darker world in the animated show. The question of vigilante brutality has been a big issue in recent years. Uh, the first season of Titans largely revolves around Dick Grayson's Robin and his struggle to get out of under Batman's shadow. The first episode revealed Robin was hardly the happy-go-lucky boy wonder fans might be familiar with, with a brutally attacking gang of criminals pr- proving he's not your mama's Robin with his, with his infamous fuck Batman line. While Dick struggled with violence in the show's first season, it always seemed clear that there was a line Robin tried to avoid crossing. Even if it was more brutal, the show didn't explicitly show him crossing that line. The closest he ever got was when he chose to allow his parents' murderer, Tony Zuko, to be killed when he could have stepped in to prevent it. That was one thing. However, that line might not be as firm as fans were led to believe, as Titan Season 2 indicates Robin wasn't so hesitant to take a life after all. While attempting to capture a recently escaped from prison and powered up Dr. Light. Robin hesitated to apprehend him when he distracted when he's distracted by an approaching bus. After returning to Titan's Tower, Hawk accuses Robin of going soft. You had a chance. Maybe you've lost the taste for how this works. The old Robin would have taken the first shot. Yo, get the fuck out of oh, here. That that, that, is that? Is terrible. Yeah. When is when that would ball. Dick Grayson take the first shot? I haven't uh, seen this episode yet, so. Uh, oh man. my god, this shit makes me want to break the fucking microphone. Brandon, it's an alternate reality. Uh, okay. You can't have an alternate reality when there's no main reality. This is the only reality. No, no, no the Snyderverse. That's that's the main reality. This, you don't think fucking Robin was killing the Snyderverse? He was in the no. goddamn. He was in the oh, god. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Batman was No, 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 no. Robin's suit was in the goddamn thing in the Batcave with a fucking battle axe with a big-ass sharp knife at the end of it. <laughs> what the fuck was he doing with that? <laughs> he was making, he was um, cutting cheese for a party. Did you also notice that that suit had no pants? So it was like all armored up from like the knees. So it was the, the Burt Ward Robin suit with a fucking battle axe? And armor. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm about to and get it was really like, angry. Dick no Grayson is my favorite superhero. I say this all the time. The reason why Injustice works so well in the comic books is because you have 70 years of regular Richard. justice, regular yeah. Superman. And so you have something to play off of. You have an established character to play off of for this alternate universe to make it different. And even in that universe, he wasn't always shitty superman he was normal superman until something made him turn that way and even throughout the entire process he thought he was he was in the right that entire time the entire time you know what to actually speak on your point too it, um 
the fact that Dick Grayson died in that, it kind of serves a purpose because he's too good of a person to even live in that reality. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, anybody who's actually like a genuinely good person with a really big heart, they Dead. either die or get taken away. Dead, yep. And Dick Grayson is always that character. So I don't even know why, even like if you want to do a darker Titans, he every dark show should have a bright spot in it. That is the point. You can't just have, you have to have someone that gives the contrast, even if your show's overall thing is going to be dark. Like if and then you watch, seven seasons later, it becomes a big goofy mess. So like why isn't Rob, Robin, Dick should have been the light in this story. The dark should have been Raven or Beast Boy's. Beast Boy's Beast backstory, Boy's backstory is, shit. is shit. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Well, I'll talk to you about this off the air. I'm pretty sure you've talked about it already. But I, okay, <laughs> all right. So let me just let me start this off by saying I get your point because it would be the it would be the um the equivalent of them making like Deadpool this ultra serious character who like led the X Men. Oh, like, like 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 what they did. What they did. What do you mean? You mean like, you mean like when they made, when they made Deadpool, Deadpool not talk in the Wolverine? Does anyone else hear that echo? Yeah, I got to echo a little bit, but it's going away. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that movie. <laughs> you know that movie with oh, he's Ryan Reynolds? It. it didn't exist? You just made the list! <laughs> <laughs> you mean like when Fox... We've never introduced Deadpool, and the first time they introduced Deadpool is somebody you don't recognize. Hmm. I just, I just wonder. <laughs> Damn, we really need to get one of those, Brennan. We slacking. Yeah, we are slacking. <laughs> the old man way is coming through. But so, Mike, you're telling me the show has been good. Uh, well, I've only seen the first two episodes, which I really like. If that it actually happened, I'm going to be a little annoyed. I like the first two episodes because, uh, so the first episode is boring as fuck because the first like 40 minutes of it is like the Trigon thing and then it's got a very lackluster and boring ending. Um, the last 20 minutes of episode one is something that I think I would even want to see on the big screen. It was really good. Uh, they moved into like Titan's Tower. They were like, Does it look like a T? No, it doesn't look like a tea. It's a, it's a skyscraper it. in San Francisco that I guess not. Bruce Wayne used to own. And then, so it, it's revealed that like Dick Grayson, Hawk and Dove, um, Donna Troy were all like, they were, this isn't the first time the Titans have come together. This is the second time those four were like the original Titans. And then that's where they operated and they have a training room and it's cool. And now there's the new Titans. Dick's training them. And then at the end of the episode, uh, like, uh, retired Deathstroke comes out and it was really good and the second episode and it, it's also the last 20 minutes and all of episode 2 are much lighter there's like jokes people are joking Robin I mean uh, Nightwing even makes a joke at the end of the first episode of uh, season 2 and it was like pretty oh, funny you mean Dick Grayson made a joke yes like he's supposed to and yeah. he did it in episode 2 so it's much lighter now uh, even like and you know it's just, I don't know. I, I was really enjoying the first two episodes. I haven't seen the third one yet. You know, uh, it came out news, today. Bad news for you. They're setting you up for him to do something really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, something really bad is about to happen. Trust me. Look, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, I, I started studying comic books and stuff like that more than I just read them. And I see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. They gave Deadpool four years of like, like three or four years of bliss. 
just for him to have the worst, one of the worst downfalls in comic book history. You are about, he's about, even if he makes jokes this entire season, the end of this season, he's going to commit genocide. Damn. I don't know about that. Yeah. You had a chance. Maybe you've lost the taste for how this works. The old Robin would have taken the first shot. <laughs> what is that? No, I think I think this goes into him struggling to find out who he is without Robin and without Batman, and eventually he'll become Nightwing, the do-gooder, and the joke-maker, and the, his but own But according thing. to this, he was never the do-gooder. No, he was the bad person, and now he's becoming the do-gooder. Not, well, it's not he, even good storytelling. Like, good storytelling is... He was a do-gooder. He got corrupted by some fucked up shit that happened. And now he's on the path of redemption to become who he originally was and why he got into the game. Not, he got into the game to kill people, and now we're trying to get him out of it. So, Brandon, also, did you see... The guy who plays Bruce Wayne is hit or miss. I'm, like, really conflicted on how I feel about it. Oh, you know who's playing Bruce Wayne, right, uh, Devin? He talks so No. Loudly. It's fucking Jorah. Oh yeah, so old. that's also, yeah. The way he talks is so weird. It's like I really forgot weird. I saw I forgot I saw like the last episode of last season. I try to wipe that from my memory because <laughs> are are they in are they in like time war? He wasn't. They didn't even show his face. They don't show his face in Titans at all until the very 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 end of season one of season two episode one episode. Uh, but then he taught. He, there's a whole conversation between him and Nightwing. We and, talked uh, about the casting for him. That's why we. That's yeah. why we did. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, he uh, he's so weird. <laughs> he talks very very strangely. Um, yeah, he should. And be, then like Alfred, should be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, or not Alfred. Alfred's on. Uh, Jason in the in the uh, first episode of season the Hawk and Dove go to Wayne Manor to look for Batman and uh, Jason's there, and uh, Jason's. I just can't picture this. But Jason was like, they were like, where's your boss? Jason was like, oh, he's off at the Justice League, so is Alfred. And I'm like, that guy is so old. How, I can't see this guy fighting alongside Superman and Wonder Woman. Brandon, did you see uh, how everybody was talking about your boy Nightwing yesterday on uh, on the Twitter oh, yeah, streets? Yeah, his butt. His butt, yeah. I saw that. All right. <laughs> I haven't asked Old Man Wade this, but do you watch Rick and Morty? Love Rick and Morty. Okay, that's what I thought. Funny story. Oh, jeez. Go ahead, old man. Funny story. (laughs) So, me and my wife were laying in bed one day looking for something to watch, and we were both high out of our fucking mind, and I only had like three episodes (laughs) on my Amazon, and she was like, buy them all. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have every Rick and Morty episode on, on Amazon. It's so, not a disappointment. That's a good job. Good Mike, job, by the did way. Did you read this article? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, so Screen Rant, just had to say that first, uh, <laughs> did an article, and they have a theory because season four will be starting in the next month or two, a couple months. November. Yeah. Um, their theory, Mike, is that Rick and Morty are the same person. Huh. One fan theory about about Rick and Morty suggested the two lead characters may not be grandpa and grandson at all, but the same person. Across the three seasons, Rick and Morty has delved deep into the infinite possibilities of sci-fi, specifically the multiverse. Rick Sanchez and his grandson Morty Smith frequently go into Okay, this could come as a surprise since Rick has only been part of Morty's life for a limited time. Rick abandoned Beth when she was a child and was not involved with the family for 20 years. Rick quickly became an influential voice in Morty's life. Okay, what's the theory? The theory is discussed... Uh, suggests that Rick is an older Morty who has gone through a difficult life. 
learned of time travel and then went back in time to impersonate his grandfather and watch over his younger self. In order for this to make sense, though, Morty would have to experience some hardships on his way to becoming Rick. Without Rick, Morty may become just another version of Jerry, someone who has relationship issues, lacks confidence, and struggles to hold a job. Morty would also be beaten down by the disinterest of his sisters and best lack of care for him. Without any friends or family, the theory suggests that Morty would become even more obsessed with entertainment. So basically, it it also says that because all the Ricks that we've seen have all been shitty to their Mortys, and that this Rick, like, cares about, at least you, you think he cares about his Morty, and he cares about his Beth, and even to an extent cares about Jerry. And so the idea is that that this Rick is a Morty who came back in time. What do you think? Uh, I don't think so, because why do I vaguely remember seeing the old man Morty somewhere in one of the episodes? But that's oh, yeah. besides the point. When they went to, uh, yeah. I feel like so the, for that in, for that very complicated time thing paradox to transcend over all these multiple universes, it'd be too jumbled. I feel like it wouldn't work. It's, it's not going to work. Rick, every exactly. That's why I don't think this is true. You're telling me because that the best part, the best element, Morty grew up, became Rick, and every single Morty across the multiverse, when they reached their age of Rick, decided that they were all going to go back in time, watch over their former. And then you that you just. That theory just proves itself right there. All the other Morty Ricks don't care about their Mortys, but only one of them does. So yes, that's that the point of the theory. That's the only. But then, shouldn't he have been the only one to go back? Why are there other Rick and Mortys? Well, there's no, also no, no. The-, the other ones are Ricks. We're saying they're saying that this our Rick is a Morty specifically. Oh, I thought oh, like, oh, that's different. Then. No, okay, that I our you Rick. Said that- the theory is that our Rick that we're following is a Morty who went back in time. Because he's does, different he than all the like, other Ricks. Why does he look like all the other Ricks? I guess he was psychic. But that Morty, our Morty isn't our Morty anymore. Yeah, that was the other thing. No, our Rick and Morty are not in their universe anymore, but they're in another. They're not in. C-137 doesn't exist anymore. Right, but, does, but that that Rick doesn't even know that Morty is that Morty. It's not his Morty. No, he does. That's both of them. Both the Rick and Morty from C-137 are still together. When you got to go back and look Hold at on. it. Hold on, so is that still, I, I thought, is that still our Morty what? from the beginning? No. It's not. Yes. It's, not? it's not? Hold on, Old Man Wait, it's not? No. In, in, the, in the last episode of season three, three, yeah. Rick leaves. He goes to a completely different universe, to, to a whole completely different family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he? Yeah. Because yeah. the Citadel, after the Citadel episode, that's how you know that's not Morty anymore. Well, be, well, even way after that, because um, the Morty he was with from season one, he ends up with this new family. He knows like the past and how that's not really his family and all that. And after Jerry gets back, comes back into their lives, um, Rick gets an, another Rick from another reality where he doesn't mind living in the woods and fishing and being there. And he takes over. He leaves them there, and he goes into another, into that Rick's life. So it's completely different, Rick. So yeah, it's completely different. You're right, you're right. Well, that just disproved Brandon's theory today. It can't be it, because, like, like, then, like, what happens with the Beth element? Like, you know, I think he'll like... Probably, wait, was that how season three ended? Is that He'll probably come back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's how Watch, in the pilot of episode, in the first episode of episode four, they're going to realize that if that's true, I don't remember that at all, okay, but I trust so I It like- also says this. It says, 
Um, a quick moment in the season three premiere, the Rick Shank redemption may even prove this theory to be true. At the Citadel of Rick, several variations of Ricks with their Mortys can be seen, but there's one individual that stands out. A younger Rick is shown who is wearing Morty's regular yellow shirt. This could be a version of Morty who has not yet discovered what? time travel and is beginning to resemble his grandfather. This is all just a theory, though. What? They would have they they would have to show that for longer for us to have like caught that. There's another thing about that is though is like there's also the um the idea that the genius that Rick is this is something that he'd have to like he couldn't be as dumb as Morty is you know what I mean he'd have to be like an exceptional Morty and the only exceptional Morty that we've seen is the one who um is now like. The one that's like the head of the council or whatever. So, that yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, old man. Wait, what do you think is? What do you think Evil Morty is going to be up to? What do you think his end game is? You know, can I tell you, I'm such a fan of Rick, but I hate Evil Morty. <laughs> Everyone hates Evil Morty. He's like, you know what it is? He's he's the villain that you hate because he's too damn good. He is good. He he's is really good, good though. That's yeah. the best. I went, I just went back two days ago and watched the episode where he got elected, and they and then when they it was so well done. Where they see the dude out in space, and then you see his folder opens, and they got the pictures yeah. of the fucking eye patch, and it's the same dude from Evil Morty. I said that shit is so good, so good. Oh my god! And that's why I was like, that. That's the Morty that's like, that's the Morty that's running the Citadel. So like, it's, it's crazy. And we didn't see him at all in season three. No, that was season three. Season three. We didn't see him in season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't right. see him okay. in season two. We didn't see him after that. Because yeah. a lot of people thought you were seeing the last episode because the last episode was like Rick no, fights the president or something. Like a, that shit was so part good. Of me feels like, part of me feels like the Evil Morty thing is going to be like a series finale thing. Um, that, wouldn't be, draw it. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea at all. Like he's, think about how rarely he shows up. Once every other season? Hold up. What if, and hear me out here, what if that particular Morty is a time-traveling Morty and, he's, and like that's actually Rick? Because we've already seen that Rick's like more, he's actually a lot more um, machine than we know he is. Like he's got the machine hand, he's got the machine eye. And so what if he's actually, what if this actually is this? What if that particular Morty is actually, is actually what we think he is? And, and, like, and the reason he's so obsessed with him is because he doesn't want to become that. So you uh, think not- evil Morty is a Rick? That is so that's interesting. See, I love this show because you can have these theories. Everyone has Rick and Morty theories. Everyone all at us. Absolutely. Absolutely. God damn, I can't wait for that shit to come out. Yeah, that shows everything to me. I've Um, I've literally watched that see like season three like sixteen times now. All the way through. Yo, I've like legit like put my like I'm home like and I'm just like I can't fall asleep. I'll put it on and just fall asleep to like Rick and Morty. Like that like it's have any of you guys ever seen the uh the re- the thing they did where um the writers and the voice actors who did uh who did Rick and Morty did the actual case of that dude who was um yelling at the judge and the dude were yelling back and forth at each other? No. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that. Yo, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's it's pretty damn good. Like they took it's their, like eight minutes. <laughs> It, but it's so good. It's like it's Rick's um, the guy who does the voice actors who do Rick and Morty took a transcript of a court case between a judge and a uh, uh, I guess pr- not prisoner, but whatever defendant. you call the accused, the defendant. Yes, and uh, 
it's really funny because they're like fighting. Honestly, I, w- oh, we, I wish we could play it. It's so long. I don't think we could put it on the whole show, but uh, hey, I'll watch it. I know old man will send it to me. I'm doing it right now, actually. Um, all right, so let's get through some of these minor stories quicker because I want to talk about a couple of things before we get out of here. Uh, did everybody see the James Gunn announce the Suicide Squad cast? Yes. No. I, I saw the article, but I did not read it. because I'm. Not you, want me to, you want me to read the cast list to you? I have it on hand. Yeah, you can, but I don't care. <laughs> well, just, let's just read the important people. Okay? <laughs> uh, so, Tennessee's in it. Oh! Suicide Squad. What, we some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> I get bored, dude. Viola Davis is back. Okay. Idris Elba. Oh, wow. Hold on. Who the fuck is he playing? Deadshot. No, he's not playing Deadshot. I was saying, Will Smith's out? I think he's playing Bronze Tiger. I think oh, he's oh he'd be Wait. a good Bronze Tiger. Is Deadshot not in it? Because Deadshot's got to be in it. No, I don't think Deadshot's in it. Um, Margot Robbie, obviously. My man, Michael Rooker. What's that again? He played um, Yondu. Yondu. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my man. Uh, Taika Waititi's in it. Okay. Uh, Storm Reed. Pete Davidson. Um, <laughs> Pete. I'm not a huge fan of Pete Davidson. And, Storm, okay. Storm and Raisin. the big get, Devin's boy, John Cena. Don't do Are we going to be able to see him? <laughs> Hope not. Uh, Hope but not. you're forgetting one very important piece of information, Brennan. When James Gunn tweeted the cast list, he tweeted it with a warning. What was the warning? Don't get too attached. Don't get too attached. Yeah, the only person I think who's actually still going to be in that is Viola Davis. Davis yeah. Nathan Fillion, that's it. And Margo. Well, obviously Margo's going to be in it. Yeah, Storm, it, Storm it, Reed it, is going to be somebody, though. That's good. That's the uh, little girl from um, Mirror and Time. Mm-hmm. And also Pete Davidson, because realistically, what, do you, what else do you have better to do? Pete <laughs> Davidson is probably going to end up being um, uh, is it the trickster, the Flash villain. Oh, the, the boomerang? No, you're talking about uh, yeah, the trickster. Yeah, the trickster. Yeah, it'll probably end up being like the trickster or something like that. Um, did everybody be... see that Iron Man post credit scene that never got released? I, I it, yo, it made me, it gave me goosebumps. That's fucking amazing. Did you see it, Mike and Devin? I did not see it. Uh, Neither did I. Let me see if I can play it really quick. So, like, what movie is this for? Like, is it, like, so was basically Kevin Feige? I'll set this up while I'm pulling it up. Kevin Feige is uh, had, did this video because they're releasing the, the, all the movies up until Endgame called the Infinity Saga into like one big box set. So he's okay. doing this intro about we're going to release this big box set, blah blah blah, and he's like, we have tons of footage that's never been seen by anybody ever, and um, this. This is one of them, and then he plays this clip. Um, I have it up if you're ready. Oh, you have it up? You can play it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. As if gamma accidents, radioactive bug bites, and assorted mutants weren't enough. I have to deal with a spoiled brat who doesn't play well with others and wants to keep all his toys to himself. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. So did you guys catch that? Mike, Devin? Mike, Devin. Uh, 
Did you I hear it? Radioactive spider bites and mutants. That was from Iron Man 1. Right. So they were already potentially setting up mutants and um, they were already potentially setting up mutants and Spider-Man as far back as Iron Man 1. Yeah. They knew what the deal was. (laughs) That's crazy though. That, yeah. That's that's mind-blowing. Because they didn't have Hulk at the time either. Nope. Wow. But, but you know what it is? Like, that's that's the, um, I think that's the genius or the arrogance, whatever you want to call it, of a really good, like, company. They're like, you know what? Let's just do this just in case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I kind of respect that, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's what's the phrase? Um, Do it and apologize later. Yeah. I mean, I get it, man. That's that's it, when I read it. Like when I heard, Steve, I heard it. I was like, "Oh shit, they really went there with this." I, I'm cool. Wow. So that's so there's going to be a bunch of these clips coming out soon. I expect uh, more things to be released. So thank you for cool. having that because I didn't get that. Um, hey, Brandon, yeah, go ahead. Brandon, you've seen all the uh, Marvel movies, and you're you're one that has speculations and things like that. Is there anything that you're hoping to see from these deleted scenes? Not really. I'm just interested, like, to see other things that they may have had ideas for. But I know these scenes are going to be—they're deleted for a reason, generally. Um, so a lot of them are just going to be fluff or nonsense. But I'd like to see like Easter egg stuff, like maybe a, a cool character that we haven't seen before that's just thrown in, like kind of like how Howard the Duck was thrown in in Guardians of the Galaxy. So I like stuff like that. Uh, but that was a pretty big one. But if that's the one that he's dropping, I'm sure there might be something bigger than that. Uh, when it comes out. True, true. Uh, you know, maybe not. He might just be trying to get hype up for it. Well, the other one could all suck. Or just you know something I think we will see? I think we're going to see a um, a Doc Samson reference or we'll see him before the gamma radiation. I, I I can almost like guarantee that that's something we'll absolutely see because he's such a throwaway character mm-hmm. that even if, even if they've mentioned him we never hear from him again, like who gives a shit? But for, for people like us, who know the comic books and are like excited about that? We're all go, oh shit! You know what I mean. I also think we're gonna see an Easter egg about Nova because they've been planning this Nova movie for a long time. So I'm pretty sure they've probably shot something with uh, something related to Nova in one of these films. Um, Joker's tracking to beat Venom's box office record for October. I agree. If it's Joaquin Phoenix is better than Tom, ha- I mean Tom, what's his name? Tom Hardy. 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 Yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited about this movie at all. I've gotten less and less excited every week. Um, but I'm gonna go see it. But every time the people, the cast, the producers, the director opens their mouth, they just make it worse. It's just worse and worse. Like, why? I would agree. You, why would you make a comic book movie and come out and say comic book people are gonna be mad because we didn't? Like, the director said, "I wish I could have took anything that had to do with Gotham out of the movie." The, the fucking Joaquin Phoenix said, "I didn't read any Joker comic books at all because I don't want to do anything anything remotely related to uh, any of the Joker iterations." I can answer the question. You reason why? What you say? I can give you a reason why. You sound like you're really far away. Sorry, is this better? Yeah. Yeah. So I can give you a reason why this is a thing. 
Okay. What they're trying to prove is that, like, I, I really feel this is conspiracy theorist old man Wade here. I really feel like this is um, Hollywood's idea of going, see, these characters don't really matter. All that matters is the actors and blah, 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 blah. Hollywood detests mm -hmm. superhero movies mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's something that they can't really say they created. This is something that was created by essentially a bunch of outcasts that, and that has become popular. Imagine when anime starts to become a mainstream thing in movies. They're going to be shitting their pants even more because this isn't something that they can take and then just go, hey, we're going to do this. They're banking on the fact that the Joker is such a popular character because he's so beloved. He's one of the most, if not the most popular villain in pop culture history. Not yes. in, any, in, in anything. In anything, yes. So, the pro so here's the thing about that. All this is going to backfire because at the end of the day, they still needed the name Joker to do all of this. Exactly. If Joaquin Phoenix was in this movie and they called it like Dumbo or um, Clown or whatever, it's not... They called it Clown, right. If they called no it one's clown, going to see this film. See that. Exactly. So basically what they did, what they did, and, and um, correct me if I'm using the wrong phrase, they hype beast it. This is basically basically what it is. It's like if I could have used the way, if I could have took the way the Gotham thing, all right, then, then just make a movie with Joaquin Phoenix with something different. You knew you needed the Joker moniker, the Joker name, the Joker image. You needed you needed comic book fans and characters to make this a make this a thing. And for all of their bolster about like, oh, comic books this and comic book that, and I took all this stuff up. You needed it, so shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Yep, I couldn't have said that's that good. better. That's yeah, good. I agree. And everyone's playing right into their hand. I almost don't want to go see it. It's, I might not see it on opening weekend for sure. I'm going to see it because we had to review it. but Yeah. And I'm it's also it. the people that I trust us that went to TIFF and saw it, a lot of them are saying it's like an incel film. And I'm like, do we really need a film for the incels? Yeah, because like, that's just going to bring more of this crazy. Like, yeah, really films for the incels? To incite them, you know what I mean? Get out um, there. And, God damn it. All right, so uh, these, terrible. these two stories what's, are for... Oh, go ahead, old man, wait. What's an incel? Involuntary, in, uh, involuntary celibate, like the men that complain about, I can't get any women. Nobody wants to have sex with me. Those those white dudes on. And like, those guys those always finish last. Oh tight. shit! Can I say the n word on here? Yes, yeah. I, I said nigga like eighty-seven times. So bitch ass niggas then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not gonna say the type of guys like, no, no. that are like uh, the type of guys that are all like, oh, uh, you know, the night they've never picked the nice guys like yeah. me. And they call him a bitch when they don't respond. I don't, so, but know, they get it's see? way worse than that. It's like I don't have yeah. the I don't have the chin structure that you're looking for. You you women, fuck you got like like they hate women because they think women don't want them and that they should be having they're there to have sex with them and they don't want. It's like really bad. And so I think I, I've read a bunch of stuff saying this was like an ode to incels and white men who basically fail at their job and then get yeah. mad at everybody else. And take it out on them. Well, basically, it's the um, the villain from Jessica Jones, but he's the star. Kilgrave. Yes, no, but Kilgrave seemed to be way more successful. But oh, yes, God. very similar than Kilgrave. The dude from season three. Oh, I didn't see season three yet. I've never seen one episode of Jessica Jones. So. Yeah, he's missing. Most of the story was a dude who hated Jessica Jones. He basically hated. He hated women essentially. Oh, and the more. It is funny. The more, and I'm not really, I'm not the guy who will go on and read all these articles about how they hate a character, or they hate a um, whatever because of like what they represent. But it was funny. Um, a black writer, and I wish I remembered her name, 
was talking about how this movie basically sensationalizes a white man who um, commits a bunch of crimes, uh, creates a, cult, a violent cult, and then gets popular and fame out of it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, what it is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one's for you, Mike. Uh, don't worry. Apple Arcade exclusives can still come to consoles. So, Mike, did you hear about the Apple Arcade gaming subscription that costs four ninety nine a month? Yeah. And it will allow you to play games across all different iOS backgrounds. But apparently, um, you can d- download those games separately, and eventually they're going to come to other devices. Now, this Xbox Game Pass is really... Uh, the Xbox Game Pass new one is really going to be groundbreaking in the gaming industry because they're putting real live games on that shit. Like, Gears 5 is going to be on Game Pass. And so, if they do a successful online streaming platform where you pay $10 a month or whatever and you get all these new games, that's really going to change how gaming works. Yeah. Because it's affordable for everybody and then it's just going to get more people Yep. Speaking of that, uh, Tuesday is the State of Play from Sony PlayStation State of Play. So it's like their presentation coming up this Tuesday. Mike, what are you expecting from this presentation? Do you expect to see PS5 reveal? Uh, Probably. I mean, we've been hearing the news about it for so long. By the way, this is a big week for the industry in general because you have there's the Sony one, there's the Oculus keynote, is is that this week or next week? It's one of these two weeks. There's that. Uh, so I, And I think we're going to get the Rift 2 and the PS5 announced in the next two weeks. Um, and probably a new Sony VR system because Sony's getting to the point where they really can't compete with uh, Vive or Oculus or now Steam has one as well. There's, the, uh, there's that. So I think we're going to get a PS5, especially because Sony needs some good press right now. I mean, they're not connected as well, but they need, you know, they need some good, good press. So, and if there's one thing they've done uh, right, I think they've done the, the PS4 better than the, or the PlayStation better than the Xbox, at least this generation. So, we'll see. But I think we'll get a PS5. I think it's, because everyone thought we were getting it last year and it never happened. So, now, I think it's enough time has passed since the release of the PS4 that we're, we're going we're gonna to see it. Okay. And then the last thing for gaming moves for Mike is, and you'll love this, The Last of Us 2 is inspired by Netflix End of the Fucking World. That's a great fucking show. Oh my God, I love that shit. Well, that game is going to be fantastic. It's probably, I mean, I trust Naughty Dog. The first game, my favorite game of all time is not Arkham, it's not Assassin's Creed, it's the first The Last of Us. It's so well done. I mean, it is fantastic. Uh, and if you haven't, if none of you have played it, that's the, that should be that should be it right. There. I mean, that game is so like it's just amazing. So the, the acting is good, the plot is good, the story is good, the music is good. It's an emotional story. It's a fun game to play. Mike, are you gonna get Monster? Uh, are you gonna get the new Monster Hunter? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I never really got into that. But uh, people say about that shit. I've been, I've been like, I need new, like, I've, tr- I've been trying to move away from like A list titles and try like the more uh, lesser known indie I've, games, or something. yeah, indies and like lesser known, like not necessarily A list, but not necessarily indie games either. Like, uh, 
And it, I do that on Steam too, because Steam does those sales where they'll put like thirty dollars games on sale for like five bucks, and it's like if this if it looked even remotely cool, you know, I'll just buy it and give it a try. I got a few games like that. Okay. Um, I've liked some of them. I've some of them I've turned on, and they've like like Ubisoft made that game For Honor. It was like a fighting game. It's like sixty bucks, but it was on the Steam sale for five bucks. I bought it, tried it, hated it, never touched it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I lost five dollars, and, and I've done it other times. There's this one game; it's really weird, and it didn't get good reviews. But it's called like Remember Me. It was on sale for five bucks, and I got it. And I like I didn't finish it, but it was fun. Like I enjoyed it. It was interesting. The gameplay was I, I know why I got bad reviews. It, the gameplay was weird. It was like hard to play, but like the story, I was like kind of interested in the story, so I just wanted to see what would happen. But and then I got busy in there. So yeah, I need to get into more not huh? like. Or move away from the A list. I mean, I love, love the A list, but I need to expand. You know, give some other developers their uh, their due. All right. So let's finish up on some true nerd news. Um, the China's lunar rover has found some weird substance on the dark side of the moon. Did you hear about this, Mike? Yes, I get all my space news from my friend Ethan. So China's Chang Four Changi Four Lunar Rover has discovered an unusually colored gel-like substance during its exploration activities on the far side of the moon. The mission's rover stumbled on the surprise during Labor Day, uh, during Lunar Day Eight. The discovery prompted scientists on the mission to postpone other driving plans for the rover and instead focus instruments on trying to figure out what this strange material is. Uh, any thoughts? Is this life? Have you life. noticed in the last couple months and years, there have been a lot more unusual and odd news coming from space, from that strange rock everyone thought was a ship, to the goo, to the the former, uh, uh, someone from CNN just wrote, ran a report that someone, I think maybe in the FBI, just confirmed that certain photos of UFOs are real, and I think they, like, showed them. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm going to talk about next, yep. They're going to storm it. got a bit of momentum. I'm just saying, like, all this this news in such a short period of time, and I know I'm leaving out some stuff. Um, Mike, are you joining? Are you joining the crew that's going down to Area 51? That already, that happened yesterday. 1,500 people showed up, and they all, uh, two people have been arrested. <laughs> uh old man wait what do you think are you into ufo shit uh it's ky jelly yeah <laughs> yeah they fucking on the moon yeah they fucking on the moon <laughs> okay all right so yeah china got a rover on the dark side of the moon found some gel like shit uh um, you know one, that get to the next one if you guys want to hear so my friend he works for nasa uh he's pretty, he's pretty our cousin awesome. works for nasa we yeah. didn't even fucking know that shit no, I didn't know that. Um, but did you know that an entire light, like, I don't know if it was a galaxy or a planet or whatever it was, some some sort of whatever, like, something that's been there forever has just disappeared. Um, and on the plus side, something just showed up in our, not our solar system, but in our in our galaxy, something random just popped up out of nowhere. Uh, oh, shit. Weird things are happening up there in space. <laughs> weird things are here. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some weird, like, some actual, like, contact happens before I die. You know, I feel like that's enough time. Uh, I want that to happen before. I'm not. I can't take that kind of like anxiety. I'm good. I can take it. We watch the expanse. We're about. We watch this like, yo. Listen, here's the thing. It's like I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that there are certain things that, like, you have to do even if it's going to kill you. Like, for example. 
if I'm about to get sucked into a black hole for whatever reason, it's like, all right, well, this is a unique experience. I guess. What? I guess I don't really have a choice. I mean, the magnanimity of a black hole and the uh, the. You know, the slim chances of me even trying to escape being successful. At this point, I might as well just experience it. I mean, there's a 90-something percent chance you're going to get spaghettified and, and ripped apart and sent all over the you know the known universe. But there's like a small percent chance that I survive and end up on the other side of the universe and then die due to the extreme cold and pressure. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll be like uh, Matthew McConaughey when he was in the, in the, in, in the library. In, oh. the, in the black hole and in interstellar? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I Mike. lost it. Mike. Hey, Mike. What? Go out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. I've been told. Yo, no. Absolutely not, man. The whole time they talk about, like, the white shit you got into, I'm like, yo, y'all are being a little bit insensitive, but the more you talk about this shit, nah, I'm, I'm kind of with them at that point, man. Fuck that. <laughs> no, oh. no. No, I don't want to be alive for this. I don't want to be alive for signs. What I look like? Oh shit! I was I was legit scared. That shit legit scared me though. Look, it's like it's like if I'm diving and there's a a portal opens up at the bottom of the ocean, you know I gotta go through it, even if I'm probably gonna die. Fuck white people! God damn! You gotta see. You know, okay, hold on. I got a good one for you. I went to Mexico on my honeymoon, and we went went to this cave, and we're sitting in this cave, and this woman goes, "Oh yeah, I read. I saw this thing, and they were talking about how." It's places like this where you could end up and how aliens come to the other planet. I looked at her with eight heads and got as far away from where she was sitting as possible. I'm <laughs> good. Listen, when Brandon said that there was a haunted lake in Georgia, you know half of me is considering going and checking it out. <laughs> I just need I have a desire to know what happens next. Whether and you know, that's why we're here, Michael. Know. That's why yeah. black people are on North America because of shit like that. Dude, because death and butt probes. <laughs> what? Death and butt probes. That's what happens next. Yes. Hopefully in that order. I feel like they'd be nice. If I asked them not to put something in my butt, I feel like they would listen. So this is by NBC News. Navy confirms videos did capture UFO sightings, but it calls them by another name. The U.S. Navy doesn't know exactly what the, quote, unidentified aerial phenomena. That's what they call it seen in the videos are three videos posted online that have been described as being related to ufo sightings do indeed include footage of unidentified aerial phenomena as a u.s navy spokesperson confirmed but as for specific spokesperson joseph grandisher said the navy doesn't know exactly what the objects are the three videos one from 2004 one from and two from 2015 show incursions into our military training ranges by unidentified aerial phenomena the Navy has characterized the observed phenomena as unidentified. To the STARS Academy and Arts and Science, a group dedicated to pursuing research into UFOs and extraterrestrial life that was co-founded by rocker Tom DeLonge of Blink-182, helped bring attention to the videos. The three videos were posted by TTSA, The New York Times, 2017, and NBC New York, 2018. Uh, the video called... FLIR1 shows an oblong-shaped object which accelerates out of the view from sensors. The group says that video is from 2004 and the 2004 Nimitz incident. Grancher did not name the video in his emails but said the video from 2004 sightings is from an aircraft from the U- from the carrier USS Nimitz. Nimitz. In the video called Gimbal, a crew member is heard saying, look at that thing, about an object that they said appeared to be going against the wind. 
One said they believed it was a drone. The video called Go Fast, which the group says is from 2015, shows an object that appears to be over water and crews are heard say, asking, what the fuck is that? What is that? <laughs> That's real shit. For the entire, since the inception of our show, I've always said aliens are real. So, uh, and I'm with you. Oh, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, the fuck? We can't be the only people out here. All these Someone, it might have been, it might have been Neil, De, Neil deGrasse Tyson. By the way, I have a, I'm, since I'm a New York uh, Comic Con VIP, I'll be sitting front row at his panel there. Uh, but I think it might have been him. No, it might have been Albert Einstein. Some scientist that is well known said that, uh, and I love this quote, said when, when asked if there was life in the universe, he said, uh, there are two possibilities that exist. We are alone in the universe or we are not. And both of those uh, cases are extremely terrifying. I think that was Kirk Lazarus in um, Tropic Thunder who said that. No, that's a real <laughs> quote. I'm going to right now. I'm just a dude pretending to be a dude dressed like another dude. Good shit. So, I don't know, man. Mike is By right. the way, it'd be way scarier to be totally alone in the universe, in my opinion. And it was. Uh-oh. Mike, I'm with you 100%. I don't, I don't believe that we're alone in this universe. I also think that would be very disappointing that if we were the only ones left in this universe because it's just like, so all this, so all this ex, um, space exploration. For nothing. Yeah. And actually, it would further my, it would further my um, conspiracy theory that we actually didn't go anywhere if we're the only people here. <laughs> yeah, um, it was Arthur Clarke who said that. Um, uh, it was not Neil deGrasse. Uh, but good, yeah, Mike. I'd rather be. I'd rather have other things in the universe, even if they are dangerous, than be alone. I mean, we can, dangerous. I think I would rather with? know that there's other things too. I think the idea that we would be alone would really freak me out. To like, why we think exist. about it? Like, think about <laughs> what that would do. For, yeah, exactly. You know how many people? This is that's what religion. If we're alone in this universe, and this is a simulation. This is a real life. Oh TV yeah, we're show. the matrix. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, think about we're it. The the, uh, uh, in fact, if we were alone in this universe, I would put more credit towards religion because that would be the only thing at that point that made sense. But if we're not, I mean, this what? kind of where religion comes from, that's right? True. Think about it. Think about where religion comes from. Religion, and I don't know if you guys exactly. are religious, so I, I apologize if I'm No, that, that, talk, but Michael, talk. <laughs> over the years of being subjected to, like, extreme Catholic school by my parents, I've learned many things. One, it, religion is kind of just a way for people to accept that you die and that other people die, and it's the only way that they can. Some people, some people aren't, you know, ready or willing or want to deal with that concept. So they have these ideals have been put into place. If you go back far enough, it pretty much just existed for a bunch of powerful men to control the masses. To do yeah. what I say, or because God told me to, or you're going to die. Speaking by of my that, my favorite podcast. Of speaking of that, my favorite podcast is the last podcast on the left. Tell and they're doing a five part series on the history of Mormonism, and they just got through part four. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this, bruh. I don't, God, I don't, I don't even want to, fuck it, I don't care. A lot of religion is ridiculous. This particular religion is extremely ridiculous. In fact, more so because it didn't get created thousands of years ago. It got created in the 1800s. So it's the, and it got created in America. So it's not like this is from a thousand years ago and stories have been told and it's been passed down and changed and manipulated. This shit happened 200 years ago. 
with Joseph Smith. And basically, just to give you a brief overview of it, basically one of the things they believe is that um, that when when Jesus was remember he like when he got uh, he got uh, crucified and then he went away and he came back on the third day or something. I don't yeah. know the story, but anyway, in between that time, he came to America, and he came to America, and the Garden of Eden is really in Missouri, and. Uh, they're called the Leophites and something else. And basically, the the white people in America, there were already white people here in America, not just Native people. And that it was because of, it was a, the reason why Native American people exist is because there was a fight between these two different white people groups. And their bad group got in trouble, and then God punished them by making their skin red. So that was just a little but, small part of the bullshit. Also, then they talk about how Joseph Smith comes up with all these rules called rev- revelations, and then a lot of the stuff is why Mormons believe the shit they believe today. And like one of the things is they can't drink coffee, and one of that was just because his wife was tired of making coffee or something like that. So he said, I had a revelation, and we can't have hot drinks. So they don't drink coffee. <laughs> Listen, I got to tell you guys a story. I have to tell you a story. Do you want to know? So I went from being a blind follower to pretty much what I said before, what I'm about to say now. The first time I ever like realized I should probably question this. I was a freshman in high school and of the religion, we had to take religion and the teacher came in a little background on him. He was a self-described as someone who found he was not religious until he went to a party, got so drunk and woke up under a car and, and the 700 club was on in the background somewhere. And, and that's what, t- so anyway, he was like, let me tell you, we had a class and he was like, I'm going to tell out to you Virginia beach, Virginia 700 club. West Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, no, no, 712 is in Virginia Beach. Oh, that's where that headquarters well, is. Well, that's what that's what it converted him. And then so he was sitting there and he was like, today, class, we're going to talk about why it is physically impossible scientifically for Jesus not to have for Jesus to have been real and for God to be real. And I was like, all right, this should be good. Time up, uh, time up, time up, time up. He was going to explain. Uh, he was going to explain faith. Scientifically, yeah. Oh, just wait. Here's what he said. I forget all the other points. None of them made any sense, but this is my favorite one. He goes, "Let me tell you why Jesus resurrected and came back from the dead." He goes, and please hold your laughter until the end of the story. He goes, "The Romans." Okay, so let's let's in history. Let's go to the part where he's been crucified. He's been he's dead, and he has been buried. This is was this was his scientific reason for why he rose from the dead. Uh, and this is real. He said, now, he said, it is impossible for the Roman guards to leave their post because they would have been executed by the king otherwise if they left. And no one wanted to die and no one feared their death. And so there's no way they would have left. And it was an act of miracle. And I was like, what? What? People do illegal shit all the time. What are you <laughs> hey, yo, talking what? about? You're telling me that if I was an apostle, if I was one of the apostles and I was like, bro, I'm going to give you a hundred gold coins to just get out of here for a couple days or hours or minutes. You're telling me he wouldn't be like, all right, I'm out. I'm in the middle of the desert guarding the rock. I think we're good. Uh, You're telling me that's your reason for the resurrection? The Roman soldiers aren't going to leave their post. They don't want to be executed by, by the king. All right, who, who wants to take this? I, I'll, I'll be more than happy to go on. But I'm done I mean, for. I need I you to even, do it. You don't even 
need to say anything. No, I, I need, you do do need, I need old man Wade to say something. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm going to try to be as... Uh, no, don't try. Just do it. No, no. I'm going to be very diplomatic because I understand that religious is a, um, religion is a very sensitive, sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys have a brand here. So I'm going to try to say this as politely as possible. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this shit, I'm out. No thanks. No. So that is the dumbest thing ever. That's one of the dumbest things I've yes. ever heard. And so that started uh, what ended up being a six-year-ish until I made it to CUA where it, the, pretty much after seeing how those Catholics operated, uh, and Brandon can attest to this, I was pretty much like, all right, new opinion time. Um, and uh, I pretty much like going back to the topic at hand, I think if, if, some, if, if all the people in the world found out that their place in the universe was meaning like was not as grand as the Bible said it was, and they weren't as special as religion told them they were, and they would lose their minds, and we would honestly just end up in anarchy. Oh, yeah. They, they for- need, people need people who think about it. And I'm going to be really mean for a second, and you guys can call me out if this is inappropriate of me to say, but let's go to the areas of the country where it's rural, there's not a lot of education around, oh, not see- a lot to do. What do they all? What do they all have in common? They're all extremely religious because they have nothing else going on. People need something to do to get them. People who don't have as much going on or don't have as much stake in the world, they need something to do every day that gives them some sort of purpose. And if they have nothing else in their lives, that's what they turn to. Which is a little mean, but if you tell all those people that uh, that they're not, we're not alone in the universe. There's a ton of other things going on. Big Bang happened, then they then their lives become meaningless. And on the other hand, if you tell me that we're alone in the universe and we're the only planet that has any sort of life on it, I'm gonna have to convert again because, uh, <laughs> well, that uh, then then I'm gonna have to apologize for everything I just said because uh, at that point it's more realistic that there was a god the whole time and he made all this and people people just you know they want to go they don't want to go from a state of being to a state of not being they don't want to imagine what well that's speaking like, so of that. Gonna, we're going to be like, I'm going to go to heaven and everything's going to be great. Well, yeah, listen, speaking of that, you got to listen to the last podcast because when they talk about the Mormonism, another thing about Mormonism, I didn't mean to get off on this tangent, but it's hilarious, is that they have groups of Mormons that don't go to necessarily heaven, but they go to another planet. And they have a whole planet for the Mormons that they go to. And then they are super sex. Like, you think religion, like, Baptist religion and stuff for Christianity is um, uh, sexist and misogynistic. No, 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 no. The Mormon shit is incredibly misogynistic. They even talk about like how polygamy started and the the stuff in the earth and the stuff in the um, Bible that they used to justify it. They had a term called um, fornicating in your wife, meaning that like God wanted you to love your wife and have sex with your wife but if you weren't attracted to your wife anymore if you were still having sex if you weren't in love with your wife anymore and you were still having sex with her that was called fornicating in your wife and so instead of doing that what god wanted you to do was go get another wife that you were attracted to that you did see people need a reason beyond themselves to justify all the shit that they do whether it's i need some sort of reason to keep going so that you know i know that i'm gonna be okay after i die or I want to fuck all the bitches, so I'm gonna to need to design a religion that, that allows for that. Uh, it's you know that's kind of where I'm at. It's Y'all like, have to listen. By the way, I didn't mean to give them a whole like a whole thing, but it's my favorite podcast. You have to listen to these episodes. It is incredible how Mormonism got started. Oh, the last thing I'll say about that is they also talk about how Mormonism used to hate black people and they didn't get really get overturned. 
Well, they still, but you know, that's just normal racism. But it was like really bad, and it didn't get overturned in the church until 1974. And the basis of that is that there's a Bible verse that says something about like Cain and Abel, and that God like punished Cain. And so they believe that black people are the descendants of Cain, and their punishment is their black skin. Nigga, what? They don't Think believe that. I mean, they don't. That has been overturned with a revelation Cain. in the 70s. But up until the 70s, that was the belief of the Mormon religion. Okay. Um, let me just say this. Um, and, <clears throat> and I know we didn't mean to get on a tangent about this. But um, uh, faith is defined as strong belief in God. You sound like you're Come far back. away. Far away. Come back. Basically, like faith is based on something that you can't really feel. It's a feeling you have. Blah, blah, blah. So, even like in our like hope that aliens are real, that's faith. That's a faith in something in general. Mm-hmm. But there's also science that kind of backs these things up. One of the scientific facts is that we keep finding things that we didn't know existed. So, if we're finding things on this earth, the small little marbles that exist in this vast space. It would serve that even if there's bacteria, that bacteria is still alien to our planet. That alone. We don't know if this jelly is actually something that's organic, something that's alive, something that's sentient. We don't know. Secondly, I used to be a, I wouldn't say devout, because I was, you know, a kid in high school and I was a whore after I left high school. But that's the (laughs) But, like, the the idea, for me, my, um, I wouldn't say lapse from religion because I'm still a very, and I hate to be cliche, I'm a very spiritual person. I believe that they're, I'm agnostic. I believe that there could there could be a higher power I don't know in general. One of the reasons I left the church is when I realized how hypocritical Like, you know what I mean? Like, one, one religion will tell you, oh, well, we don't believe in this and we don't believe in that. And it's just like, but all of them preach the same thing of being peaceful and accepting. So if every religion is, pe- is preaching peace and acceptance. Basically, you guys are separated because you can't get um, a certain um, revenue into that. It all just seems like a money grab in a um, or a power or a power thing. Thanks. Uh, exactly. Going off that point, I'm actually kind of right where you're at. But I also was thinking as you were talking about, I feel like I should say like I know like Stephanie like listens and other people who maybe uh, like I don't. It's not a. These, this isn't a bad thing, right? Like, I don't want people to think that I think religion is bad. It's that, not, you know, it's, I got, you know, well, religion in itself isn't out. bad. The problem is religion was, most of it was created or interpreted or passed down by man, and people are terrible. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, if you're a religious person. Like, my mom is devoutly religious. I got a lot of friends who are. I mean, you know, people who listen to the show are. People we've had on the show are. Right. It's not a bad thing. I don't want anyone to think that I think it's a bad thing. I feel like I feel like. But it is a bad thing when you use religion to justify biases and bigotry. Or yeah, get over I mean, stuff. Yes. It's like, and I think being a computer scientist, too, you can't, you can't be kind of in on something. You either have to be in a state of one or a state of zero. It is or it is not. And so if I don't know that it is for sure... And I just I can't get on board yet. That's kind of and you know that's just kind of how I operate. But I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I might be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not, the, I'm not. I'm not anyone important. I don't know anything about anything. It's just that's one, my opinion. Well, one, you are important. So let's let's get that out of the way. Two, one thing I will Thank say you. that. The one thing I loved about religion is the fact that, like, community. One of the things I loved about religion is, like, you bring a bunch of people together. And, like, you always, I always left with this feeling of, like, happiness and joy and, like, just, like, camaraderie and it's, like, you know, family. 
one of the things that I think that just the world in general gets away from is the idea of like together. And that's one of the things that I loved about like church. It's like we were we were one. And I think sorry. one of the things that's been an issue about religion is the fact that it's like it's become less about the church and the people the church and the people has become more about money and power. Right. And someone like Stephanie, who's one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. And like it, I didn't know she was religious. Like, you know what I mean? But like that just proves that not every religious person is me. You know what I mean? Stephanie would get the pull off the pull off the back. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Come closer. Also, I'm about to lose service, I think, because I'm getting up into the mountain now. Uh, I'm almost there. Oh, man, are you still here? I'm still here. Okay, let's let's finish this up since Mike's got to go. Uh, We got two more stories. Uh, Devin, this is for you. Fox Sports will be broadcasting Thursday Night Football in 4K now. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm good with Amazon Prime now. Amazon Prime will now, starting September 26th, will show every Thursday night show. But Thursday Night Football is trash. Who cares? I just want to see football in 4K to see what it looks you know, like. You know, you are, you know, you are right. You know, but I don't have 4K TV. I'm not you. So, uh, if I have 4K TV, it is uh, something I would like to see. But, I'm but it's good. only through the Fox Sports and Fox Now streaming apps. Oh yeah, so you got to have like an Apple TV 4K or Roku 4K. Yeah, 4K TV. And then lastly, there is a debate going on on if citizens should be allowed to kick robots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What say you, shit. Devin? I saw I saw robots in Japan doing their things, and yeah, fuck them robots, yo, because they look they just waiting, they're buying their time for the revolution when they take over the goddamn planet. Um, so kick them now, and so Wouldn't kicking them make them more likely to want to take over us. I mean, Brandon, they're gonna win regardless. We're they're inorganic. We're organic. They're gonna fucking kill us. Like, so get your kicks in now. So then, when the, when your robot is it overlords, bad? is it bad ahead. that if robots do take over the universe, I kind of want to be the guy behind it. I mean, if someone's got to do it, you know, might as well be me. Could it be someone? Else? Yes, because you want to be an evil scientist. Mike, should you or should you not kick robots? You should definitely not kick robots. They're gonna fuck you up later. Old man, wait. Um. You get a running start and test boot robots. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, the, the real reason is because they got some valuable hardware in there that someone worked very hard on. <laughs> there you go, Michael. There you go. Or oh, those poor motherboards and circuits and CPUs. It's all so beautiful. Brandon, also, where do you fall on this? Bear, if I get eaten by a bear or drown in this lake on this trip, uh, God's probably real and I probably pissed him off. Just so you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mom doesn't listen to this. Every week she calls me. Have you gotten a youth group yet to find your future wife? <laughs> no, mom. <laughs> not gonna find my wife at youth group. You're not gonna get married. Sorry. So she calls and she's like, "Any girls? Any dates? No, I've been telling." Mike's you. gonna find his future go wife in Vegas at a club, <laughs> and he's gonna learn her Man. real name. What? <laughs> he's gonna learn her real name. I know her name. I'm. Her a, I'm Mike, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it, Michael. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. No, it. you need to take her on a date. I'm going I'm to text her probably tomorrow. I'll be like, yeah, let me take you to dinner when I go to New York. I would love to. Look at fucking Mike growing up. And, um, right in front of her eyes. 
All right. Also, if I end up in youth group ever, know that I've reached a point of desperation that is inconsolable. And uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna need you gonna have to fix me if, if you have I come back and say I went to youth group today. Hey, those youth groups are a if good. Mike place shows up on the friends. podcast and says he's engaged. That means he went to youth group. <laughs> That's what that means. Hey, I mean, arranged marriages, baby. All right. They're just looking, they're anyway, sorry. Too many tangents. My bad. Two hours show. Let's, let's cut it. We're, we're two hours. Thank <laughs> you, old man Wade, for joining us. So we can talk about this shit, please. I want to have a long conversation about religion and all this other stuff. Please come on the show and do this. Oh, I'm 100% down. Anytime you want. Yes. Old man Wade, thank you for coming on, man. Please tell everybody about. What you got coming up on the Old Man Wade show or what came out recently? All right. Well, recently we actually um, we've been on a we've been on a bit of hiatus, like, you know, how life gets in the way and whatnot. So we've been putting out randomly. We put a best of out, which was um, absolutely phenomenal. But um, recently we put out an episode with um, a homie, Steve Van Sampson, who wrote a book called uh, wrote a few books. But his most recent books is on uh, The Bone Eater King. It's about um, vampires and um, Marrow Dust. It's about this um, a continuation of the same thing at a place called Predator World. Uh, before that, we did a um, show about um, sorry, uh, I'm actually reading it now, about a story about me being in an awkward situation where this woman was masturbating in a dorm while looking at me while I was cuddling with my girl, which was awkward. Um, super <laughs> uh, super Woke's love for Chick-fil-A and how much I think the company and the food is trash. And Dave Chappelle's comedy special being good, and people, sh- but even regardless of it being good, people shouldn't tell other people how to feel, whether they're offended or not. Uh, we finally got on Stitcher. We're on um, Stitcher, Apple, um, iHeartRadio, which apparently we've been on for a while, but I didn't know. Um, iHeartRadio and a, b- a bunch of other stuff, Google Play. So if you Google the Old Man Wade Show, you'll find us all over the place. You can get us all all over there. Just Google that and you'll find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at oldmanwadecom, C-O-M, um, on Twitter and Instagram where I post a bunch of like random nonsense. And my Instagram is comic book stuff and nasty perverted stuff you wouldn't want your mother to read. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, all of that. And also, check out uh, me and Old Man Wade do a show on comic books called Comic Book History 101. We've been on a bit of a hiatus because of all my shit going on with work and stuff. But now all that shit's over, so we can get back (laughs) to getting on track and talking comic book stuff. So, like I said, we're going to do an episode uh, in a few weeks or in a week or so. And then in October, we're going to do our big uh, X-Men Jonathan Hickman show, uh, which I'm super excited for. Uh, so make sure you guys go subscribe to that and check out our old episodes because I think we do good work over there. Um, also, subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review. We've gotten a bunch of five-star reviews recently, but they've all been without comments. So if you listen to the show and you haven't given us a five-star review, please give us one if you like the show and leave a comment or something to say with it because we really like those and we'll read it on the show. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Old Man Wade, for coming in on short notice. Uh, Devin, I will get with you soon. Mike's dropped off because he's in the mountains. And we will be back next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and talk to you later.